0: Welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the Real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and you're welcome back for another, well, it's a brand new episode. It's kind of a mini episode, I suppose. Today, I'm talking all about the recent news that happened around Real Housewives of New York the announcement that there's going to be two shows instead of one, uh, a new cast for the main show, and then, of course, a spin off series with legacy cast members that we've obviously watched for over 10 years on the original episodes. That is big news. It is an exciting twist in the story of what's been going on with Housewives in New York. Uh, I got messages from you last week asking me to talk about this on the podcast. And usually, you know, I pre record the interviews a little bit before they air. So I'm aware that sometimes breaking Housewives stories don't always make it into that week's episode. And this week, I wanted to talk about that separate to the main episode, which is out now and you should check out if you haven't already and have one of my favourite people back to break down this story. So the wonderful Jen Gannon is with me today, she's one of my favourite writers, she's a genius, I love talking to her. So without any further ado, here is a special breakdown on Roni with Jen Gannon, here on Housewives of Me. Alright, my guest today for this very special Roni-related chat is a writer who has had Articles published in places like the Irish Times, Irish Independent, the journal.e. You've heard her on the airwaves on 2FM, Radio 1, and Today FM, talking about Pop Culture. And she's also a DJ. Jen Gannon, welcome back to Housewives and Me. Hello,
1: this is a momentous occasion. I'm just delighted. I'm thrilled.
0: Well, I'm thrilled that you agreed to chat to me because we we're chatting the day after the Oscars and I know that, that's something that you kind of report on Uncover. So I was like, okay, I've scheduled Jen to talk about something, another big breaking pop culture story from the last week that we've all been obsessed with. So thank you very much for joining me on a big moment for Romy. Oh my God, the shock. I am just, I'm still in shock. I still
1: don't exactly know what to think or how to take this news because my you were the person that broke the news to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow well let's yeah let's actually just very quickly in case people maybe just saw a headline and we'll just quickly summarize so uh, Variety had an interview with Andy Cohn last week where he spoke about what the plans are for Real Housewives in New York so obviously we just not just but we had a 13 season uh recently that did not rate very well kind of seemed to lose viewers in terms of just the sentiment around the show there was no reunion special which many saw as kind of a real like a damning indication of what had kind of gone wrong with this season. There's been no news on what they were filming or not. Usually by now the show will be back filming and we'd be hearing rumors about who was back on the cast. It's now been confirmed that Real Housewives in New York is getting rebooted with an entirely new cast and Andy Cohn seemed very buzzed about bringing in maybe a slightly younger, more diverse group of people who are already organically friends in New York City. And the other news is that we're getting a second show, possibly on streaming service Peacock in the US, featuring, like, legacy cast members from the 13 years of New York that we've had. So that could be a Jill Zarin, a Kelly ben Simone. it could be the Juan Ramona, Sonia, who knows. So that's the news that we've gotten. I mean, as you said, it was a shock. I think we'll talk about the legacy stuff in a minute, but let's talk about this idea of rebooting the flagship show. I mean, what do you think of that kind of idea?
1: I I don't know, because I was saying to you, I, I mean, immediately arrived in your DMs in a frantic state. I'm kind of like going, is this what we want? I know we were like, oh my God, the 13th season was just dire. Like it, it was, it felt like a chore, and Roni never, Roni is always a pleasure, it never ever feels like a chore to have to like tune in, you know, where you're like, and I, every time I felt like going, oh my god, this again, I don't know if I can take it, like, i got up to like, the episode with, you know, Sonia peeing in the driveway, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm I'm out on this, and then I started thinking to myself, are maybe they should, you know, have Sonia and Luan, and there was like, lots of talk about them being friends of, and then having new cast members come in, so we were already thinking along those lines, but now it's like this total new room. And I do think like there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of pressure on these new women to sustain the show. Because I think what's great about Housewives is you have that mix. You're going, I can't wait to see my old faves be messy. and mm. You know what to expect out of them. And they, they're kind of like the, the hook that kind of draws you back in. And then you're like, oh, this person's pretty cool. This new person, I'm into this new cast member or, I hate this new cast member. You can't wait to see how they'll react to each other and how they'll play with each other. And I think when you're losing that and you're just having a completely new cast, you're kind of like, this is a new show. It feels like a a, a spin-off rather than the main show itself.
0: Yeah. I'm sort of in two minds. Like in a way, I think the one of the sentiments that was floating around that I was sort of in line with was, you know, like there's been talk of, they sort of have rebooted Roni once before, in like around season five when they got rid of quite a few cast members kept a handful of established and brought some new faces in and i sort of assumed particularly because i've done it with house eyes oc recently that that we were going to get something similar so in a way i was ready for new blood either way whether they were with you know luan or whoever but this in a way the more i think about it the more i'm like actually i kind of like the idea of letting that title go to a new group and letting it organically build into something equally as satisfying for this new era. Cause I do feel like we're this like week just gone with 16 years since OC premiered. And I do think 16 years into any kind of franchise, it's like sports, it's like drag race, it's like the Marvel universe. Like you have to kind of switch to the next phase or the next thing. So mm. I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. Cause we also aren't losing those kind of characters we've had elsewhere. So, I mean, what do you think about like, like what kind of people in terms of vibes or even maybe established New York names would you like to see pop up on this kind of refreshed show? Well,
1: Julia Fox, obviously.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we Anca don't Jams. get Anka
1: Jams on this, are <laughs> we crazy? Like, I mean, that would be... We need... We were talking before about, like, you know, the New York gals that are kind of, like, the downtown, arty, crazy kind of gals. And,
0: yes, Leah yeah, adjacent, really. Leah McSweeney Jason,
1: Definitely. And I think that's the kind of vibe they should definitely, like, embrace that and embrace that kind of... Uh, unexpected like we don't just want somebody who is I mean we do you want the standard housewife you know character of somebody who is just old money but then I think you need these kind of sparky you know unpredictable younger characters as well but like that's why I'm saying I'm kind of going to miss with a whole new class cast you miss that dynamic you miss the kind of like you're coming in on our turf and we have to assess you but I think what you're saying is right I think in season 13 they just took that to the nth degree and it felt like, you know, it was an audition that Ebony was not going to pass and then it just became too bogged down in what Ebony meant as a cast member rather than letting her just exist as a housewife and I think, you know, yeah. that was the biggest problem. So, but I'd like it just to be, you know, fun time gals that are, you know, the the essence of what we all love about Roni. Like, it has to be, rather than like the full on drama, like it has to be, more comedic than ever I think and it has to be more surreal and ludicrous like it used to be to survive because it really just like the tone of the show was just completely like obliterated really with season 13 and I, I think yeah this is the fresh start I am optimistic in that way because it is the fresh start that we need and I think when you're getting rid of somebody that is a bone of contention a Ramona of contention Uh, I think that can only be a good (laughs) a good thing for the show in a way and I think it might encourage more people even more people to maybe watch it and and start to appreciate it it might find a whole new audience again
0: yeah and I think you're I mean that was something that did stand out to me in the full interview that Andy Cohn gave to Variety he did kind of mention that he wanted it to be funny and he, he like I thought it was interesting that he mentioned kind of I guess I mean I'm paraphrasing but he mentioned organic friendships and the kind of the lavish lifestyle but he made a point to kind of note that as you say the humor of new york is very important so i also it's funny you're saying there that it would appeal to maybe new viewers i also feel like it would appeal to women who maybe wouldn't have done it previously because aside from the very valid points about how white that show has been when like and people can get defensive at diversity and all that mm. shit all they want and show their ass all they want the reality is in every tier of life in new york it is diverse obviously the realm that the gals we know we're in is probably skewing a bit more whitey than today. New York is one of the most diverse cities in the U.S., like point blank. So, so I think a it's actually going to welcome in like people who maybe would think before, well, I'd love to go on a Real housing show, but I'm not going to tussle with Luan. Whereas now they're like, well, if it's so and so who I know from the society world and this young upstart who's you know big in the art world, I can hang with them and I can go toe to toe them. Like it could actually bring us people that wouldn't have done the show before. And often now in the era of everyone wants to be famous and everyone's an Instagram star, you kind of want those, as you say, eccentric, funny people who will just do it because why not? Versus I'm here to flog jeans at the end of this.
1: Exactly. And I think like that is such a great point about people don't want to feel like they're joining uh, the Ramona show or the Luan show and they're not getting their airtime or they won't you know, feel like they, they have to actually play a part in that and, and, and start arguments or whatever with like legacy cast members in the vertical Office, I suppose um, and yeah that they'll get to kind of rule the roost themselves which is kind of interesting it'll be interesting to see like what dynamic they'll have like what you know they'll have to have their kind of main focal point and then work their you know work the cast around them I suppose like I don't know I mean I'm trying to think of who I would want to see in that show apart from Julia Fox obviously She's not going to do it. Because she's busy writing her autobiography that is going to like apparently is a masterpiece, according to her, which, you know, you gotta love that self-belief girl.
0: I that's so funny because I saw that same interview, which actually also was with Variety, who clearly are just sponsoring this episode. <laughs> um, but she was she like when this is totally side, but when Jillian is asked about the book and when I asked, it was a memoir, she's like, it started as a memoir, and now it's just my first book I was like huge mood that's me when I'm like writing a, an essay long text message in the group chat I'm like it's my first book
1: this is it I mean like and I, got, I don't know I just find her like this is the kind of I think people get upset by this is a total sidebar but get upset by people <laughs> like her and they don't realize that people like her have existed all the way through pop culture and like yeah. we just we haven't seen anybody uh, like this in a long time and I think we should probably embrace it I think it's a great She's a great addition to the news cycle. For me, anyway, I find her hilarious, ridiculous. Remember Rich Girls, the MTV yes. show? Now, remember, like, I know Tommy Hilfiger's daughter obviously wouldn't want to get back involved because of her subsequent issues with mental health. I doubt she'd want to, like, you know, subject herself to a reality TV show. But what about, remember Jamie? Jamie Gleischer. Jamie. Is that her name? Yes. I wonder. I like think it was
0: Gleischer, but I yeah. remember her. Yes, I remember her. I remember that. I love that show. It's funny you mentioned Rich Girls. Um, because I, in a way, a show I was thinking of could maybe sort of that they could nod to this new new version of Real Houses in New York is another Bravo show that has one season. It's a bit of a cult classic called Gallery Girls, which focused on this kind of uh, warring group of like young 20 something girls working in the art world. Some of whom were total downtown hipsters and some of whom were more kind of white bread, like came for money and the, the sort of clashed between them. So I'm like, that is either they could go back to that cast, find someone or just that dynamic through a slightly older lens could be very fun. And it's funny, we're joking about Julia Fox, but like, while I don't think she would do it, that kind of removed from reality, but wants to be famous, but also hasn't got the self-awareness kind of character, could be, that kind of vibe could actually work quite well on Housewives New York, because it's not unlike the surreal unintentionally hilarious thing that we were talking about earlier
1: exactly or like I mean you'd want somebody who's like not not completely Kat Murnell, but Kat Murnell adjacent if you know what I mean yes that yes, would just, yes I think that would just be perfect for them because I think like yeah you, you want to get the sweet spot like you want to get that you know good rich theme of surrealness that can like you know uh, New yeah. York has and that the, the kooky kind of older set like the way we get with Sonia Morgan like there's nobody like Sonia Morgan like in, in how funny she is and the areas of like New York life New York high society that she touches all that kind of gray gardeny stuff that we slag her off for but it's all you know that's the history and that's the comedy bones of that city so you want to kind of have that but you also want to kind of have the younger hipper crowds that are you know that are creating that new you know sensibility in New York as well. I I just think it, it could be brilliant for them.
0: Yeah. So I mean, not to sound like I'm just kissing Andy Cohn's ass, but when he was talking about his excitement, I was like, yeah, I'm excited as well. Andy, you're right. Well, I mean, look, I was not excited until
1: I started until we started talking. I'm really thinking about this. I wasn't um, exactly mm-hmm. moved because I was thinking, well, I just like to know where I'm going. You know, it's like with any new show, you're just like. I'm tired and I want to just sit down and at least, you know, know one person and be able to go, oh, it's okay because Sonia's here. I feel okay because Luan's there. You know what I mean? Like you feel comfortable. And when you're starting from scratch with somebody, you're just like, am I going to like this? Is this okay? And then I was thinking to myself, because of the two shows, I was like, are they giving us stuff we don't want when we just asked for one good show and now we're getting maybe two not so good shows? Like that's what my worry was.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, I do think we're probably a while, I mean, they did say in the piece, part of the reason they're announcing it now is A, so that it might help with casting, but it sounds like it's all just boardroom meetings and like deep diving people's Instagrams. I don't think they've they've shot even maybe, it doesn't sound like they've even shot casting tapes or anything mm. yet. So it's probably a little bit away. I mean, one, before we move on from this idea of rebooting the original show, I have seen the point made that it you could argue that it's sort of letting away some of the bad behavior we saw on, the main show already like particularly Ramona there's been an increased conversation about like how she kind of went too far and there wasn't even a reunion where she could maybe be held accountable is there something is there something in that for you like around the idea of this sort of is also a free pass for some of the not so great behavior it
1: is that- I mean it is in a way and like you know Ramona is such a consequence like really that like you can't she's never gonna have to atone for her sins like we saw that with just you know outright point blank, there was no reunion and it wasn't going to happen and she was never going to do when she like, you know, was up in Aspen or something at the time where the reunion should be filmed and she was like, I'm not moving for anybody. So, you know, having a great mask free few days, spilling some wine around the place. But like, I just think, do we, you know, it, it, we have to ask ourselves sometimes, what do we want from housewives? What exactly are we getting out of this? And mm-hmm. if that is the case, like if if it is for a lot of people, it's an escapist crutch, and I know for me it is. Like, um, and do we really want this? I mean, I understand, like you, you want you. I would have liked to have seen a reunion. I would have liked to have seen Ramona, you know, being held accountable in some kind of way, shape, or form. But I, I think by taking, you know. Kind of removing her, removing the whole reschedule, like reshaping the whole show, you kind of are asking to yourselves, How afraid is Andy of Ramona? How afraid are Bravo of Ramona that they can't actually, rep, you know, reprimand her, that they have to actually deconstruct the entire show because she has made it so untenable to keep moving forward? That's crazy to me that one woman can do this one t- tiny Ramona can do all this can cause a lot of this trouble like
0: yeah it's so true and I think as you say the uh, the idea of what we want on the shows is really at the core of this because as the variety piece pointed out and as I've kind of learned just even from doing this podcast and speaking to journalists the level of research and development that goes into Housewives could probably power several space missions to Mars like <laughs> they are really they really are crunching the numbers and I think they're trying to appeal to also like the different cultural demographics engaged with it, from the obvious kind of left right sort of thing that happens in the U S around politics and culture, but also just the age demographics. Like is there a 30 something audience that wants one thing? And is there an audience that is maybe closer in age to the cast members that wants another? And how do you balance it out in the streaming era too with Peacock and stuff, which they cited in this piece. I think they have a strong idea of data in a way they never had before. Mm. So let's, let's talk about then this idea of, I mean, we'll call it the Legacy Show. It's probably the easiest thing to do. I mean, who would you like to see on a Legacy cast? If you were kind of throwing names into the hat, like what names are there for
1: you? Housewife Legends. Um, Jill. I just, mm-hmm. I would love to see Jill come back. I would love to see Carol come back. Um, You know what? I've read in the books over, like the two Housewives books over the past while. Yes. I think uh, Kristen... Um, maybe I'd gotten like not a fair shout in a way like and I wouldn't mind seeing her again I may I like not Aviva even though I think a lot of people are like let's see what Aviva's doing I was like please don't drag me back in there I don't want to go back <laughs> you can never let me go back there to history's greatest monster Aviva Drescher I don't want it to happen um but yeah no I, I it, for me basic I'd love to see Carol come back because even though I think towards the end Carol became a real disappointment, like, to me because I I loved her at the beginning and then with her and Bethany's relationship just evolving like that and her kind of... I don't know, she's just... She changed so much, I feel, over those, like, the past... Like, her last two seasons. But I still think, you know, she has such an attachment to the show, whether she wants... likes it or not. She still re-engages with it. She still talks about it all the time on her Instagram, on Twitter. So she... As much as she liked to poo-poo it and say, oh, you know, it wasn't great for me and it's not great for women. She's, you know, she's still crazy about it. It's like a bad boyfriend. I still, I think she, you know, maybe regrets burning her bridges in such a grand way with Andy and everybody. And I'd love to see her come back.
0: It's funny because her and Andy do seem to have this kind of loggerheads thing and then also i mean dave quinn was on this podcast and he mm. spoke of the fact that he interviewed carol for like i think it was something like 12 hours or something crazy so i like, mean release still the
1: transcripts will... we want to see i'm like uh, that. yeah
0: i'd buy that book like i'd buy that no- well it wouldn't be a novella there'd probably be like a 300 page book on its own anyway yeah. um like i think carol's relationship with the show is so specific i also think something that like we're sort of treating this spin-off as like another house show, which it is, but also I have a feeling they're going to structure differently right off the bat. They're probably going to do less episodes mm. so they can pay less money because I think a huge part really of why they are doing this is to save money and to use the money more wisely because the reality is, no pun intended, with the established cast members in these house I show, some of them are pulling in high six figures or more. Mm. And I think the network is just like, is it worth it if the numbers are here? So I think this spinoff could be like eight to 10 episodes. Now they've said it'll be set in New York, but I think they're following a girl's trip model of a shorter span. And like you could have like for season one of Legacy, it's maybe about five core... Legends that we love, and then we get like extended friend of roles for like three or four other the women, and then that ends up being the seven or eight bodies. Like, if you look at the Miami reboot, how they mixed friends of and, and full time. So I think in that space, Carol could come in in a, in a lighter capacity and maybe feel it out. Now, as you say, she's been so hard on reality TV and its cultural implications that maybe she wouldn't but i think that looseness could mean we could actually get aviva for maybe one episode just to check in and we're like still not a fan maybe kelly benson comes back and redeems herself like i think it's much more oh do
1: you think kelly is gonna have a a little redemptive arc and pop her head back in and i'd I'd love to see like that would be so interesting and you know i know bethany is not It's not going to happen with Bethany, so there's no point in even considering Bethany. Mm -hmm. But I think if you had all these other women like Kelly and like Jill and like Carol um, minus Bethany and gave them a little bit more room to breathe would it be different? And would we get those like redemptive arcs that we want or would, you know, would there be significant drama? Can you get Alex to come back from Australia just on holiday? Please. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. I mean, shout out to Come Through Queen who were always joking about the cast flying to Australia for a cast trip to see Alex before (laughs) it. I don't think it would ever happen, but I'd love to see that. But I think that's the thing. I mean, they could just, they could do two things, I'm guessing. They could do a short, like Legacy Roni could be like, Eight, ten, maybe twelve episodes, and it runs when the main show's not on. And it's like there's always then there's always a housewife show in the offing, or it's a bit more like the girls trip thing, and it's an event series where it plays out over two to three months for the viewers, and it's a shorter span of time in New York. Like if you produce it right, maybe it's like they all meet up tail end of summer, have a bit of a blowout, go to Dorinda's for a week, come back. Like I think that's what I was hoping. Yeah, I was hoping there'd be
1: like it'll be like kind of centralized around a trip to, like, Stone Manor or something, and you'd get, like, Dorinda coming in. That's what I want, like, from it, in a way. But then I'm more, like, kind of, not worried, but then you're kind of going, is it going to be way more structured, as in, you know, that they're going to, the way that they're going to film the scenes and make it a little bit more scripted? I don't want to say be, you know what I mean? They would have specific storylines to do rather than letting it be, more freewheeling and and kind of random which i like about ronnie as well you know
0: yeah so we'll see i mean the girlship first season was i think a surprise for us in terms of breaking the fourth wall we have new york people on season two which is obviously set in the berkshire so we're gonna have dorinda and jill in that capacity Mm. so i do think the the vibe of that show will help maybe determine what might happen with this new york legacy thing so we'll see i mean look We're completely just speculating as fans of this particular show. And like it could all, knowing how these things work, we could all, because sometimes the housewives will all go, I heard this person's coming on. And then we all decide that X, Y, Z famous person's joining the cast. And then they don't. And then we're like, wait, we actually never had confirmation. And we're all disappointed about something that That
1: never happened. happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So like, who knows? But I mean, I watched, uh, there's a, and it's on the Watch What Happens Live Instagram page. People haven't seen it. But the day before this story broke, uh Wan was a guest on the show at Margaret joseph from new jersey and at one point andy just asked her hey like who are you still in touch with from the show who would you like to come back to roni and this is before we knew that there was gonna be two shows and she mentions kelly ben simone she mentioned jill and they had a whole riff about kelly ben simone having her new york state agents license now real estate license whatever they call it so i'm like that to me and at one point andy said oh wow like you're all still in each other's lives. You're all still in touch. And it, looking at it now, it actually felt very significant. Mm. It felt like he was saying to her, I've got your back. You know, she was on as the main guest on the episode in the main chair. I was like, okay. And
1: then there's like a flash of intrigue of like a bit of silent sunset with Kelly. And then like, yeah, you know, she could give, I don't know advise Luana more rent houses to buy if she's having a breakdown.
0: <laughs> like Oh, isn't the view fabulous here, girls? Look at that view. Wow. And they're all like, this is a fucking show
1: exactly. This that. is <laughs> what we want. Like but that but that sounds like it you know, I've never said that sounds like a good one. It sounds like it could be Kelly. But like I don't know, maybe Jules, but I'd like to see Jules come back. But she's had a lot of stress in her own life, yeah. her personal life. So I doubt you know, putting herself under the microscope for probably wouldn't be the best at all but somebody like jill deserves to come back i think i think you know now that she feels that it's gotten only bigger like housewives has only gotten bigger that she's like god damn it i want my audience like i want i want a new audience so i think yeah let's give it to her let's see what she could do with this like
0: yeah for sure and that's also why i do like i was saying earlier i think there's such potential in like maybe someone just popping off for a few scenes and ends up being one episode. Like there's potential for us to just have people come and go. And um, Something I'm really interested in what you think is they haven't fully, I mean, it sounds like this new main show will be a whole set of new people. But there does seem to be the sense that Leah and Ebony were so kind of, They came to Roni quite late, so they don't quite feel like they would be on the legacy show. Mm. But do you think that they could maybe be a factor on this return? Because in a way, they might be a fit, but also they are associated with the show that they're trying to kind of...
1: Distance themselves. That's the thing. I think they're really trying to, like, basically go, season 13 never happened. You know, let's not think about it. So I don't know. Mm. And I think, like, with Leah, it's been tough because I was like all in on Leah, like the first, her yeah, first season, I was like, same. yeah, this is exactly what I needed, like, she doesn't take any shit, she's wise to them, and like, her talking heads were brilliant, her talking heads were real, like, you know, drag race talking head standards, like just absolutely ripping people asunder, and I loved her, and I thought she was a real breath of fresh air, but then, god damn, your second season, it's all about your second season, I think, to see if you really will make an impression, and, and, She just seemed to be really affected in a negative way uh, from the attention that she got from the first season. I think that she was overthinking everything that she did Mm -hmm. and how it would be perceived and how she, her image would be, you know, how her images, you know, changed in front of like a worldwide audience. And I think that just got in in her way too much. And it, it was not fun to watch and she wasn't carefree and she wasn't irreverent. She was just bogged down in whatever like mental state and I get that because I think if you were if everyone was like blowing smoke up your ass going god you're amazing you, you just came in and changed that whole show you'd be like I'm great but then you're kind of like analyzing yourself going what makes me great and what's the secret sauce of this and you know I think yeah. it just was it, it made for a really bad view and you just have to be in a way you just have to be like Luan and just not be self-aware at all and just like wander through <laughs> every season going I'm great who cares and and then just see what happens like you need that overconfidence and I think it is a lack of confidence that Leah has in herself in that way and and it just it, it just went for bad to worse I think for but uh you know yeah nice good looking brother good for her <laughs> that was my surprise of like season thirteen. I was like, okay, good, we like him.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. It, it's funny because I think when we talk about this idea of the legacy cast members it's quite clear who they are. But then I do, I sort of feel bad for Ebony and Lee, and that they're sort of they're they're kind of between the two spaces. I
1: do I think understand. that Ebony should probably get another chance, though, because in a way, because she just didn't have her own show. Like it wasn't her own season. It just was like everything related to ebony and to race and she just didn't get that freedom but as you said would people want to see her because she's just so associated with you know a, a failure of the show that's another thing but also i just hope that it's the way that they work this whole new cast um that they get that mix right that it's not just younger women that there is that mix of like older women and younger women that's what I want because that's what I love about Housewives
0: yeah I think that's like I'm sure the the data boffins have all kinds of like (laughs) ideas so hopefully they they hear our pleas and it's funny because Leah's book is out next week in the US so Mm. she's gonna have to probably field a lot of questions she was gonna be asked about the show anyway but now she's gonna be giving quotes in relation to this news I'm curious like because maybe she has no idea or maybe she's had a conversation now she's gonna have to kind of (laughs) that's <laughs> no, it's great honestly it's great the week your book's out to be able to that because that's a headline oh my god books, yeah so and now
1: that she's converted she's fully converted she's uh to judaism that's another headline yeah. there's her jewel headlines going around and her being bestos with julia fox as well so i mean she's got a lot to talk about like
0: i'm i'm assuming i mean someone on her on leah's prt must have set up like a Leah Julia interview on Julia's podcast or something. Like you need to hear like Julie go, my good friend <laughs> Leah McSweeney. That's what we all want to hear. I loved you <laughs>
1: in Housewives.
0: <laughs> I thought you were so amazing. Um, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> it's, it's coming into our ear holes very soon. I'm sure. I cannot wait, and I want all the memes to happen. But like, yeah, I just, I really hope that. I don't know. I think. Reality TV just isn't for everyone, and I think that's it's only when you get involved in it in like such an intense way like that that you realise that maybe you're not the person that you thought you were. Like maybe you're not as strong as you thought you were in public life, and mm. I think that's what happens to a lot of the cast members as well. And you need, I've said this before on this show, I think you need to be have that robust mental health. You have to have that robust sensibility, like. I mean, we say what you like about Ramona. You can say what you like about Ramona. And that's the main thing because she doesn't care.
0: Yeah, that's very tr- I hadn't thought of it that way. And it's, I mean, obviously the whole aftercare, what is fame like conversation. I think we're very aware of it here in relation to reality TV being so close to Love Island in terms of it being a show from the UK with Irish people that airs here that has now has an Irish host. So sometimes you do wonder, does that, conversation need to happen with uh, the American shows as well.
1: Mm. And I think that with Housewives though I mean I think the, the more money you have the more you're inoculated from what us plebs think anyway so that's why it's so enjoyable so yeah. you know I, I don't know I'm sh- I'm sure there's still there's so many so many of those big families that are still left in New York there's, there's surely somebody that will want to get involved in Housewives for sure.
0: Oh I'm, I don't doubt that Andy Cohn's Instagram DMs went from <laughs> Horny gay sending <laughs> dick pics last week to now. Society ladies in New York submitting, submitting their resume and I'm sure he's trying to wade through them all so I don't doubt there's a shortage of people. Somebody so related to the touched. Vanderbilts.
1: We need Anderson Cooper to help him out there. I'm sure he has a couple of oh, like yeah. aunties and whatever cousins that would be amazing. A great fit. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's such a good point. Okay. Jen, we've covered a lot of ground here about houses in New York, and I don't want to keep you for much longer. But before we wrap up, where can people find you in your work online?
1: I am everywhere. I'm on Twitter mostly <laughs> <laughs> and it's Jen Pops. So it's J-E-N-N Pops on Twitter talking mm-hmm. about I see Timothee Chalamet So I'm very I'm very thirsty guys I'm sorry I'm an embarrassment
0: hey, hey, We just got through award season And thirst is often The only thing that keeps us Going through that It's all
1: like It's how I survive From day to day <laughs> And then I'm around, I'm on the radio I'm on Orti uh, Radio 1 I'm on 2FM Sometimes
0: And tell me about Before we go Tell me about Lyman Fancy Which is a DJ thing That you're, you do with your Frankie And tell me about That if people want to Keep an eye on that Because obviously DJing and clubs are back
1: Yes so, we're on Instagram. So, it's a lime and fancy, and it's spelled out A N D. And, and uh, basically, it's a club night that is a tribute to all of the songs that you never hear when you're out. So, if we say all pleasure, no guilt. That's our motto. So, mm. you can hear anything from Paula Abdul to Italo Disco to anything. Like, I mean, it really To Julio Iglesias, when we played, actually. Yeah and demos for the oh. sauce so we're not opposed to anything put it that way if you like it and it makes you dance and it's like the kind of songs that you dance in your kitchen to at about like half four in the morning that's where we're about
0: okay well that's amazing and obviously with festivals and clubs back keep an eye out for that if you want as Jen said a night on the tiles with the songs you're dying to hear um, Jen I could pick your brain about Housewives and pop culture literally all day
1: thank you thank you that was amazing
0: thank you for coming back to Housewives and Me always
1: a pleasure always
0: there you go jen gannon joining me for a special chat about all things real housewives of new york i hope you enjoyed that uh you can find jen on instagram and twitter you can check out her writing and of course she's a dj with the uh club night lime and fancy as well as always you can find this show on social media at housewives and me you can follow me on social media it's connor Bean on twitter and instagram as well if you listen on apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or a review if you listen on spotify you can also write podcasts now and do follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. because it's brand new ones that come out every single tuesday and sometimes you get this kind of bonus episode like this as well so until next time thank you very much for listening stay safe and i'll talk to you soon